Managed Dad to go and help out in the junior block, you know, putting the little red shirts to bed and reading them stories and stuff. But I enjoyed it, so I still go over there to help out, and I get enough learning credits out of it that I don't have to do stupid dance or drama lessons anymore. Cool, Bethany smiled. Though I never understood what you've got against drama classes. Lauren tuttered as Coral slid her hand in Lauren's trouser pocket and shyly nuzzled her leg. Drama's so moronic, Lauren moaned. Remember that time Mrs Dickerson had us waving her arms around pretending to be trees for a whole hour? Bethany laughed as she imitated the teacher's voice. Breathe deep and feel your body move with the wind rushing through your branches. Wouldn't mind so much, but you can't breathe deep, Lauren said. That drama studio has no windows and it always stinks of feet. The two girls laughed harder than the joke deserved because it felt good being back together. Coral, this is my friend Bethany, Lauren said as she pulled the little girl out from behind her legs. Stop backing daft and say hello. Bethany squatted down and gave the tiny girl a smile. Coral's only been on campus a few days, Lauren explained. Her big brother's already rumbling with the other red shirts, but Coral's a bit overwhelmed, so I'm keeping an eye until she settles in. Hello, Bethany, Coral said as she reached out to shake hands. Bethany noticed chips of Lauren's black varnish on Coral's fingernails she took her little hand. Aren't you formal, she said. Nice to meet you, Coral. Coral seemed best shy after the introductions. Lauren and Bethany each took one of her hands and stretched the youngster between them as they walked downhill towards the gathering in front of the vehicle workshop. So what's going on in the garage? Bethany asked. It's mainly about boys flexing their egos and getting grease on their overalls, Lauren said. You can cut the testosterone down there with a knife. I see, Bethany said, though she clearly didn't. They retired a couple of the old golf buggies the staff used for getting around campus, Lauren continued. But instead of scrapping them, Terry Campbell has been helping some of the boys convert them into racing carts by fitting motorbike engines. You know what James is like about anything even slightly to do with motorbikes? I've hardly seen him since we got back from the summer hostel. And my brother's involved too, Lauren nodded. Jake's part of James's crew. With Coral still holding their hands, Lauren and Bethany eased between the crowd and stepped through the open front of the garage. There were two golf carts, each surrounded by boys in blue overalls. The carts were dented and rusty after more than a decade of plying the paths around campus, but instead of being allowed to die with dignity, they'd had their batteries and electric motors stripped out and replaced by the engine and transmission from a motorbike and a selection of dubious accessories stuck on the outside. James's team had added four sets of wing mirrors, gold paint and go-faster stripes. What a heap of crap, Bethany said, making sure everyone heard as she stepped up to James Adams' stocky legs, which poked from beneath the jacked-up buggy. Hey, sis, Bethany's 11-year-old brother Jake said as he turned away from a tool chest. Did you bring me a prezzy? I've got three loads of dirty laundry you can have, if you like, Bethany said before giving him a brief hug. Like most siblings, Jake and Bethany loved each other deep down, but in their case you needed a submarine with a powerful searchlight to get there. James slid out from under the buggy and spoke to his three teammates as he sat up. I put a clamp and half a roll of sticky tape over the seals so we shouldn't have any more problems with the oil pressure. I'm back, James, Bethany said, grinning and holding her arms out exuberantly. Are you pleased to see me? James shook his head with contempt as he lifted up the buggy and kicked away the jacks before lowering it to the ground. He was shocked at how different Bethany looked. She'd grown eight centimetres, she had much nicer boobs, and the tan made her look more than thirteen. If she'd been a couple of years older, she was the kind of girl he'd probably try getting off with. It's certainly changed, James said as he looked around and saw that the other two members of his crew, 13-year-olds Rat and Andy, practically had their tongues hanging out. Bethany, listen to this baby when we fire up, Rat said eagerly as he lunged towards the cockpit and reached in to press the starter button. I'm nearest, Andy said as the two boys leaned into the golf buggy from opposite sides and almost cracked skulls. Andy reached the button first and there was a clattering sound, followed by a huge plume of foul-smelling exhaust and finding a roaring noise that made the metal walls of the workshop shudder. 
Mr Campbell showed us how to tune the exhaust to make it as noisy as possible, Andy shouted as he studied Bethany's reaction. Pretty cool, eh, sis? Jake yelled. The noise made Coral squeeze her hands over her ears as Lauren and Bethany looked at one another and shook their heads. Lauren leaned across, shouting to her best friend's ear, I think we're supposed to be impressed by this. Bethany shook her head and laughed. They're so manly. How can we possibly resist them? Chapter 2. Bargain Karen had to collect six coupons in the newspaper. Once she had the full set, she went online and battled with an overloaded airline website for the bargain of the century, snaffling four flights for a long weekend of Christmas shopping in New York with her son, daughter and mother-in-law. The offer was only valid on certain flights on certain days of the week. She ended up only being able to book flights in September, and even then she had to pay a supplement to get the earlier flight back so the kids would only miss one day of school. The headmaster gave her a withering look, as if the loss of a single Monday would destroy her children's career prospects.